0: and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a community for Australian women in small business to connect and support each other. In this podcast, we bring you the real stories of women in small business. We discuss their unique journey to small business success. We dig deeper into their story, the challenges they've faced and the support that has played a vital role along the way. And they share with us their business expertise and knowledge so that you can do the same. It's time to chat candidly about creating and building a business on your own terms. Hi and welcome to On the Couch with She Will Shine. Today we are extremely lucky to have the lovely Emma McMillan here with us today. Hi Emma, how are you? Hi Dan,
1: good, thanks for having me. That's right, thanks for being here.
0: So Emma's here um, to share with us her story, her business story, her personal story about how she, um, she was in education and she transitioned into a career as a copywriter. So, Emma, we're going to start right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: how many years were you in education for? Well, in the end, it was probably close to about 15, but about 12 of those were in secondary education. And then I had a couple of other stints when we travelled overseas. I worked in a bit of early childhood and so on. But, yeah, about 15 years all up. Yeah. Yep. And at what stage did you think maybe this isn't
0: the end of my career, so to speak, as in this is where I want to stay. What made you sort of start thinking, hang on, there's something else that's, that's out there that I want
1: to try? Yeah. I think actually when I had entered teaching in the first place, I was pretty sure it wasn't my forever career. Um, Even making a decision in the beginning about what I wanted to study was really hard. I felt pulled in a lot of different directions. I'm a very creative person, so I was pulled towards things like journalism or performance, um, but also the reality of a paycheck, um, you know, kind of was tempting me about um, something like education, the stability, and so on. And I did love it for a long time, um, but increasingly over the years, the demands became just really extreme administrative demands, but also. Um, at that stage, I was heading up a performing arts department, so that was evenings of rehearsals and weekends and things like that, and I thought if I was going to have a family as well, it just didn't seem like a very um, suitable... Yeah, not the right fit? Not the right fit, yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, because you said that you never thought that education would be your be-all and end-all, and I'm kind of reflecting on my own journey, mm. and I was like, I was the kid that knew what they wanted to be. Mm. From year ten, it's like, yep, yeah, I want to be a graphic designer. This is it. That's what I want to do. Mm. And so for me, that transition was quite easy. Mm. But then when it came to the point that um, I don't want to do this anymore, I don't want to be a graphic designer anymore, that was really difficult mm. because I had been so. This is what I'm doing, and I was so on that line, on that path. Mm. So it's really interesting that you said that that wasn't that wasn't what you
1: really wanted. Well, it wasn't what you.
0: Mm. I think there before. was
1: there was a sense of openness and there was a sense of curiosity, and it was a matter of just working out what that right opportunity was to pivot, and at the moment to pivot, Um, but it was also a little bit strange, I think, especially for my family. My mum was a teacher forever, um, and the thought of me leaving a profession like that with its stability and um, the advantages of, you know, school holiday breaks and those sorts of things, I think was a little bit um, hard for her to wrap her mind around, but for me, um, yeah, the timing was right to pivot, and the opportunity became more obvious. So how did you do it? Did you sort of just quit and say so that's it? Or did you take a few days? How did you kind of do that transition? Well, I actually started talking about the idea of copywriting back um, on our honeymoon, maybe five years ago. And sort of thought, maybe this is something. My background was in um, creative arts. My degree was in creative arts and I majored in creative writing. So the creative writing was always there sort of below the surface. And I taught English for a long time as part of my uh, teaching career as well. And... Um, and copywriting was just something that I thought, maybe I don't need to go back and do a whole lot of study to transition into this. Maybe I've actually got enough of a skill base where um, I don't have to commit to you know, full-time study or a long-term study. Um, but still, it took another few years. Um, and then basically the catalyst was falling pregnant and deciding, well, if I'm going to be on leave for a year, maybe this is a great time. You're going to have nothing to do in those problems. Nothing to do. <laughs> do you know what? You're busy when you have a baby, but your mind, yeah. you've got headspace. headspace That's so true. And that's what I hadn't had. I just couldn't, at the end of my days of work, go home and think about how I would make a change. Yeah. I just didn't have the energy, the mental energy, yeah. to think about it. So finally, you know, I was tired, exhausted, and, you know, a little bit bored in, in from bit, time to time. In, in a bit of a phase. <laughs> But I finally had this headspace, and so um, Max was born in the February of 2016 and by uh, July I was studying um, some copywriting essentials, um, I did a couple of course, short courses through the Australian Writers' Centre, um, online courses, did them at night um, and I was actually really excited to be learning something again and feeling like I was putting my brain to good use as well um, because I figured really this was the year that I had to put those things in place. Yeah. Started to get my website built at the same time, and then you were busy. This. I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always been a busy person, and that's how I that's how I roll. So for me, um, you know, maternity leave yeah was about coffees and you know, baby time and so on. But it was also an opportunity to think about what do I want to do and what what do I want the next stage of my life to actually look like. Because if I don't actually curate it now, I'm just going to go back into the same thing that I was doing before, and I wasn't happy there. Yeah, um, kind like, of back into the vortex. Yeah. yeah, so I thought it's really now or never, um, and I knew it would make me a better parent if I was doing something that was giving me energy rather than sucking it from me. So I um, proceeded to then email all the friends I had, anyone I knew who had a business <laughs> or anybody I knew who knew somebody or whatever, and said, this is what I'm doing now. I'm a copywriter. Um, Of course, it wasn't as easy as that. Um, A few little jobs came trickling in, which kind of gave me the confidence to to start to be a little bit more um, honest about what I was doing and open about it. Um, That's a big move, telling everybody as well. Yeah, because often we can hide behind, you know, hide behind a website, so to speak. Yes, again, but that was for me. It was part of it. It was like saying, if I'm going to do this seriously, I have to own it. Um, But of course, financially, by the end of that twelve months off it wasn't quite sustaining me enough um, to pay the bills. Uh, So I did go back to teaching. I mean, I had an ongoing position, so I kind of felt um, like I really wanted to be sure if I was going to give it up. You know, um, was I serious? That's actually a great opportunity for that.
0: Yeah. Because sometimes you can kind of say, okay, I'm doing this, but then you kind of get that cold feet, but you don't have the opportunity to either make or break. Yes. But for you to have that... that It almost felt
1: felt like, you know, You know, when you're younger and you you break up with people and then you sort of just think, oh, I just need to make sure that this is 100% not the right person and then I can say, no, it's not right. Um, I felt like a little bit about that with my job. So I went back for nine months and I worked a couple of days a week and then um, I had a little extra day where I did some copywriting work and by the end of term three, I'd had enough and I actually took on um, a social media role um, I decided that if I was going to leave this ongoing position, I should probably take a couple of days a week in an actual role. Keep um, the funds rolling in. Keep the funds rolling yep. in, just, again, stability and yep. so on. Um, but it was my transition. It was my ticket out. Yeah. My principal was a little bit shocked. Um, and I said it, and then after I said it, I thought, oh, God, do I regret that or do I feel yep. good about that? But I did feel good about that. Um, so I, I finished up at the end of term three in 2017. Yeah. And uh, then took on this role for the next seven or eight months until April of last year, when I decided now's so the time I'm all in, all yeah. in freelance. Is nothing home. to lose now? Let's do it. For nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was a big, big turning point, but also a point which made me yeah decided I had to get really serious yeah. about it and start to be more, I guess, present in terms of. Um, you know, how I was showing up on social media, you know, working on my SEO for Google and, you know, all those sorts of things and, and being in the places where I needed to be, yeah. um, to, to be seen, to be known, to be, um, yeah, to develop yeah. My, my business. And So
0: what sort of um, sort of personal support did you have around you? Because that's not an easy thing to do.
1: No. But um, you've been, got other family responsibilities as well, yeah, of course. I'm really lucky to have an incredibly supportive husband who actually has spent his career in marketing. So he was a good person to have, to have around. around. <laughs> to have around. Um, he was incredibly, incredibly supportive, and I think he knew how frustrated I was with uh, with teaching. I think he knew that it wasn't um, filling my soul. Uh, yeah, like I, you know, really wanted to be um, feeling about work. So. He was incredibly supportive, but without him, I just couldn't have taken the chance um, on it. Uh, Also, family support. mean, was your mum? She was, um, she's still, I think, coming (laughs) to terms with it, frankly. Uh, Look, she's been great, and I think, you know, the the longer it it goes on and and the more she's able to recognise some of the clients that I work with, like, she thinks it's more legitimate, I think, now. Um, My dad was great, you know. He actually pivoted during his career a few times and, and did different things. So I think he could sort of see that I had a plan in mind. Um, and I think they both know that I'm a, I'm a tenacious person. Yeah. And you know, for me, this was never I'm just going to try it and see how it goes. For me, this is like, well, this is my thing now. Yeah. Because so this is are. what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't about will I see if it works. It yeah. was just it will work.
0: And so how did you go about, like, you know, you told your friends what you were doing, but sort of getting those clients and sort of um, really turning it into, so you were doing social media
1: mm-hmm. job. how many days a week was that one? So that was two days a week. Yep. And then I had about a half a day on a Wednesday when my parents were looking after Max, so yep. he was in childcare a couple of days while I was working this other job. And then, yeah, about four hours on a Wednesday, I had to do my copywriting work. Yeah. And I sort of had, I usually had something each week to work on that had been flipped through by a friend or, you know, a friend of a friend and so on, you know, yeah. but um, just little bits. And it was all about um, how I wrapped up those projects and getting testimonials from people yeah. and then asking them, you know, do you have anyone that you know or can you refer me on and, and so on and so forth. That, that sort of led to that... I guess, development of my brand and um, the flow and effect yeah, of, the flow and effect of yeah. that and, and there was a lot of word of mouth stuff in that first year. So how, you've got the clients sort of
0: steadily rolling in through all those channels, but running a business as we know is so much more than just doing the actual work. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the bookkeeping and there's everything else around that and you've got to keep marketing, so, you know, how, to, yes, that, so all that enough, picture, how did that all you go? You don't get paid for any of yes, those
1: right. <laughs> You know, I love it. I love it because I love learning. I love learning new things and so for me, conquering my zero was like, I really really enjoyed the challenge of that Um, because it felt like I was succeeding when I was sort of learning things and I um, basically had my website set up for me by someone else but I've made lots of changes to that. I've built on my own SEO and so on and and over time I've gradually seen things working really well and so I get a lot of satisfaction from those sorts of things. Um, social media, I find challenging to show up on regularly. I think because I had that stint too in social media, um, it kind of it took away the spontaneity. Yeah, it took, away, <laughs> know. took away the fun, maybe. <laughs> but you know, it was a great training ground, um, and it did also teach me a lot about strategy and so on. So that's really helped me to be able to um, to work on my own marketing strategy, but also to be able to you know create that for clients and and so on. But um, Yeah, it's just, it's gradually been a process of like when you first start a business, you take all the clients, you can get anyone with an open wallet, Um, yes, that's you up, but now um, I'm at the point where I've gradually started to specialise and and niche um, a bit more and I'm so comfortable in this space that I'm working in now, which is basically with education clients, which is a natural fit for me, so universities and childcare centres and Places like that, um, healthcare clients, which I'm really interested in health and fitness and, and those sorts of things. So that's a nice fit. And then lifestyle. So you know, at the moment I'm writing about lingerie and I'm writing about food and things like that. And, yeah. and that's for fun. So yeah. I don't know that I'll necessarily niche down into just one thing, but I've narrowed it down enough that I can say to someone confidently, I don't want to write about finance. I don't want to write about, you know, technology. But I know someone here, go. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And and that's one of the brilliant things about, um, you know, getting to know the women in this community and other communities that I'm a part of is that there is this incredible business bond and this incredible, like, I don't know, copywriters in in Melbourne and Australia seem to be incredibly, uh, it's like a camaraderie uh, that I didn't. Expect so. She, i found copywriters and photographers.
0: Yeah. it's, it's really
1: interesting. It's a really collaborative vibe, and just that ability to get yeah, to refer work on or to um, you know share advice, give advice, all those sorts of things. Um, it, it's just a very it's a very sharing yeah, space. Um, and I've got lots of work that way, and I've been able to also give work to other people as well. And. Uh, yeah, it's just great knowing that different people have different things that they specialise in yeah. and it's not, it's enough for everyone. Was that difficult
0: sort of knowing, because we all, you know, you go through a point where you have clients that are like, oh, that's no longer serving me, mm. but actually saying to people, I don't do that anymore or, you know what I mean, like actually being strong on your niche and sort of
1: following through with that, was that a really difficult turning point for you? Um. I think what was interesting is that as soon as I really decided that and changed all the copy on my website to sort of reflect that, that's where my inquiries have been coming. So I think it's what I've started to put out is what's coming back to me. So, um, you know, it would be very rare for me to get someone out of that space to contact me. Um, And you know what? If it was a great job, I'd probably take it. But it's just that I've decided that I've got certain areas that I'm, you know, Better at writing about, more confident writing about, enjoy writing about yeah. more, yeah. Um, and so that's where I'd rather. And this thing, running your own business, you get to make the decisions about what well, you take on. That's why we what do it do. in the first place, exactly. isn't it? For yeah. that sense of freedom and choice. Yeah. And um, yeah, what's the point if we just find ourselves miserable doing things? That's right. We don't want to take on exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So
0: you know, now you're in this niche. Mm-hmm. You're obviously enjoying where you are now. Mm. What's kind of what do you think? What's next?
1: Oh gosh, uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm really enjoying taking on some, you know, some short-term contracts and things like that. Um, projects that allow me to get, you know, my teeth sort of sunk into um, to work, and also the opportunity to work with teams as well. Because I think that's a challenge when you're running your own business is that solo element. Um, and again, you know, why I just. Thrive on and, and crave the opportunities to co-work and things like that. Yeah. You know, I, I really enjoy that. Um, so, yes, so doing some work with other people is, is great as well. Um, I don't know. You know, this year's been, there's been big changes. I've got my own office at home. I, you know, I've got some really fantastic clients. I'm just a little bit prepared to see where the year yeah. takes me. Um, it's funny what happens to show up when you need it. Exactly. Yeah. But I do wonder at some point if there will be another pivot um, back to either workshops or speaking or the sorts of things that my background really yeah. lends itself to because I do miss that public speaking element yeah. of my work and I do miss that interactive teaching element yeah. as well sometimes. So yeah. um, That's an interesting thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like kind of sort of coming full circle
0: yes. back to that.
1: and realising actually what the transferable skills were yeah. and being able to find new ways to use them yeah. because I think, you know, it's very easy to think, but I did this and now I'm trying to do this and, and where's the, yeah. you know, cohesion? But yeah. actually when you pull it apart, um, you know, putting on a, a show for six months of the year, What is that other than project management, you know, um, timelines, managing expectations, delivering, you know, all that sort of stuff, managing people. um, Yeah, so there were so many skills. that. Was there
0: any point after you left teaching that you thought, what have I done? Never. Never. Isn't that interesting?
1: Never. That's fantastic. Mm. Wow. I think I was so far done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've done enough. Get me out of here. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's funny because I actually live really close to the school I was teaching at. And, you know, I did, look, I popped in a couple of times and did emergency days here and there, um, especially just in those, in the first little while, just again, I think I was very nervous to rely on, you know, my new yes. thing as my only income. Um, but no, I don't because I'm still friends with, you know, a few of those teachers and I, and I just, I hear enough that makes me realise it's, you know, it was the right decision for me. You've taken away the good elements from that and brought them with you. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And what's been the highlight? Oh, so many. And it's interesting because very few of my friends um, that I had before I began this business um, were in business. And so what it's basically meant is that through the process of starting this business, I've met and made so many new friends and contacts. It's really opened up this whole new world to me you know in the latter part of my 30s that I just kind of thought you know this was what career was but now I see that actually this is what career can be and um yeah what I've learned who I've met what I've been challenged by and exposed to um has just been so inspiring and I just as I said to you earlier I just I love learning so for me um you know I'm not afraid about what's the next challenge I feel like it's um, I'm ready for whatever whatever comes next next,
0: yeah Yeah. and so you you said you love learning Mm. so you obviously love learning you love teaching others Mm. but how are you I know that I've gone through a lot of kind of personal development that was unexpected when Mm -hmm. I became a business owner what sort of personal development and what sort of things do you use to you know teach yourself things along this journey because you're really reliant on yourself
1: yeah, to self-motivate through it all? Absolutely. Uh, look, I access a lot of um, webinars and podcasts. I'm a, a massive podcast listening queen. Um, and, yeah, whatever I want to go, walking between appointments, things like that, I've always got something in my ears to listen to, whether it be, you know, the hot copy copywriting podcast or this is Chadwick, bold branding stuff. It's just things to get me thinking, flying solo, yeah, um, and so on, because there's little nuggets that you can pull from all sorts of different places. Um, so that's been really useful, as well as professional development, um, yeah. CopyCon, and, and things like that, that have just been huge for me in terms of um, helping me grow my self confidence, yeah. and just the ability to, to you know to back yourself. Yeah. When you're the front of your business and you're the one who's dealing with clients, you know, at the coal face, you have to be able to back yourself. So I think rather than standing behind, you know. Yeah. Um, an administrative team or a, you know a leadership team you you are it so um, just I feel like I've grown a lot in in my ability to
0: do you think um, that's like because you're obviously a confident person Emma but there's a lot of women out there who aren't who don't have that confidence when they start their business mm. who are afraid to sort of share with their friends and family what they're doing is there something that you could sort of suggest to those people that that would help them in that because that's hard because you know going to a networking event you know if you're if you're too scared to tell your parents or your family what you're doing Mm. you know how are you going to walk into a room full of strangers and sort of start talking about what you're doing Mm. so is there any sort of suggestions that you have that that you can pass on
1: I think for me one of the first places I started to connect with people was actually online and social media stuff um so while I don't love it as like a posting platform all the time, Um, it is where I met my community. Um, People like Kate Mealy, we met over Instagram and when I was then looking for a networking group to be a part of, she was the one who suggested she will shine, you know, now that was just pure, um, I guess, chance in some respects that I came across her, but also not chance because I was actively looking to connect with people who were doing what I was doing. I actually don't think, you know, I don't think you have to tell the people closest to you what you're doing if you don't really want to. I actually think it's sometimes less scary to talk to people outside of those people um, and tell them first, (laughs) you know. But even though I I do have a natural confidence, networking events still terrify me and those sorts of things. I hate networking events. (laughs) Um, And I always want to turn up with someone else so I can hold hands with them, you know, as we walk in. But um, I think you just have to fake it till you make it. There's no other option, and so you know. I think if you, whether you decide it's through, yeah, showing up on social media, where you don't have to use your voice necessarily, um, or whether it's through, you know, what you say on your website, or um, you know, even just get, you know, emailing someone or, or getting in touch, yeah. just just putting yourself out there in whatever way feels most comfortable for you. I think that's what you that's can do. The best do. way to do it, yeah. yeah. And find you it. can't do it alone. Yeah, you cannot do yeah. it alone.
0: I know this. <laughs> I'm pretending <laughs> <taking that, baby. laughs> yeah, I know Yeah, it is. But I think you've just got to find, like, one thing I've noticed, because, like, I hate networking events. That's why I created one that I like, because I couldn't find any out there that I liked going to.
1: Uh, awkward.
0: Yeah, exactly. But um, I had to go to all those events to know what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm. So I think it's just kind of showing up. Mm and doing that, faking to you, making it, but also showing up
1: to see if they're your people or Yes, are. you have yeah. to try, trial and error, and eventually you'll find that sweet spot. But, yeah, um, yeah you're not going to find it sitting on your on your couch at home behind or your computer. Your, yeah, behind yeah. your computer, yeah. yeah. Well, mm. oh, Emma,
0: thank you for finding your sweet spot, as she was shy. <laughs> <laughs> love
1: what you did How's there? that for a segue? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. Oh, it's my pleasure. What this community has done for me personally and for my business has just been astronomical, truly. Um, from your support, Danielle, but also the support of everyone around uh, me. And I'm not being paid to say this, but truly it is game-changing. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Um, so thank
0: you so much to Emma McMillan for being here today. Um, we'll link to Emma's social so you can connect with this amazing lady um with our show notes but it's been a pleasure and it's also been a pleasure watching you i've known you for a year and a half Mm -hmm. now almost two years Mm -hmm. and you are you're a doer so just seeing you getting out there time and time again um to find what works for you and just getting on with it is um is amazing i'm very proud of you thanks (laughs) thanks so much everybody for joining us we'll see you next time on the she will shine podcast thanks for joining us. If you'd like to find out more about the She Will Shine community for Australian women in small business, head to shewillshine.com.au. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the handle shewillshine.com.au. And don't forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. Join us next time for the She Will Shine podcast.